You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Thursday's episode of the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. I am Craig Fowler and I'm joined in person, yet again, by Sean McGuigan. Hello there. And for the first time in person since God knows how long, it's Robert Borthwick. Hello. <laughs> you're, loving being, you're loving being in the studio just getting to do this. Right into the microphone. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And no, hello, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk like this. I won't, I won't. I won't try and arouse the listener. <laughs> but, but there is something sexual about that. There, there, is, there is. There is. It is nice. Uh, it's fun. But the, the novelty does wear off. Aye. Aye. Yeah. Right. And what we're going to be doing today for the first time this season, it's the list. Hey. The list of all the Bampot moments that make Scottish football exactly what it is. And we shall begin with something a bit vague. Because there's a f- probably a few moments you could take out of this. But let's package it all into one glorious ball of fun. And that is... Peter Grant's entire tenure at Dunfermline Athletic. See, uh, see, if Peter Grant had been successful at Dunfermline, I think he would have been my least favourite Dunfermline manager of all time. Because there was a weird, a weird kind of arrogance about them that, that, that wasn't really deserved. But I, I, I think where he probably realised he got stitched up was that photo shoot. See when he, see when he first signed and he did that photo shoot, and it was like his smile. He's got a weird smile. It's like he's aware of smiles. Smiles have been described to him. But he's never seen one in real life and he doesn't really know how to do it. So, so, so his facial expressions are all very strange. The fact is that a club suit, unless he's a club suits are never very good. The, the family club suit isn't very good. But there's a couple where he is like gazing wistfully into the distance and another one where he's just pointing, pointing to something off camera. And it was just this... It's like uh, a real David, a real kind of David Brent feel about him. It's like uh, it's like Scarlett Johansson and Under the Skin when she's an alien and she tries to <laughs> she, she watches she watches other humans to to learn how to interact with people. Uh, I'm not suggesting for a moment that uh, that that Peter Grant was you know taking people in his van and and you know putting them in some sort of goop uh, that that crushes them into into some sort of fuel um, for his home planet. But especially I am saying Hibs, especially Hibs fans. But I am saying it's a possibility. That's that's it. Well, we don't don't know that it didn't happen. Exactly, exactly. Um, I, I think 
Yeah, I mean the photo shoot was funny. Uh, I think Dunfermline coming out and, and supporting him uh, was a was a very big moment in, in all of this. You know, they, they released a statement <laughs> basically saying, "No, it's you, the fans, who are wrong." Peter Grant's absolutely fine whilst Dunfermline were winless at the bottom of the table, um, and and all the fans were, were rightly sort of saying, "Why on earth are we getting blamed for this?" Uh, and then that obviously that came from the the, the Queen of the South game at, at Palmerston when the, the fans were oh that was good. Uh, the, the fans were what did it say in the statement? Launching themselves towards the players and the. the manager there was three angry fifers who walked about two yards to shout uh, and and that was about it but that was that was a great laugh it was it was a good laugh all the way around and <laughs> it was just uh, it was like you said the arrogance as well at the start like saying that my cv i didn't have to apply my cv blows all the managers out of the water like you just think how poor was the level of candidate going for this job I, i'm sure there was a point where he said about winning the league cup and that was after they'd been that was after the draw was made where they had to go to Ibrox to play Rangers. There was something about like, well, there's no point in entering cups if you're not going to try and win them. It's like, maybe just, just rein it in a bit, Peter. Just rein it in a bit. It, was, uh, it, it felt like he was on a, a, a different plane uh, from the rest of us at, at Poison. My only, the only disappointing thing is, it, it's over. <laughs> Sean, don't be sad that it's over. Just be happy that it happened <laughs> to I'm begin just, with. I'm just glad that it's happened. And I hope it happens all over a fucking game. <laughs> Anything more to say about this? Uh, n- not, not just now. Uh, let's. <laughs> we'll come back to it. Yeah, we might, might come back to them family later on. We'll, come back. We'll, we'll be discussing something else, and Sean will just burst into a rant about Peter Gunn. That's, that's what we want to see. Next up, we have the friendly Celtic fan welcoming Ange Postacoglu to Parkhead. Absolute fucking nutcase. Absolutely. I'm so happy. I'm so happy that this happened. Like, it, See, see, so I, I, I can do my sort of uh, my my nice guys stand up for the fans thing. I think it's good that fan media are being allowed this access at football clubs like Rangers have done well. Rangers are making them pay twenty five grand, but they're still <laughs> not, not, not your everyday fan. But they're still, you know, they're still getting in, and uh, and and you know, Hearts have Hearts have done it a couple of times with uh, the the handing over of uh, the, the the shares from uh, Ambudge to Foundation of Hearts, um, and and Celtic have been doing it quite regularly, uh, especially since the pandemic. So you know. Gig pod friends of our pod have, have been on Zoom calls and all that kind of stuff, and it's, it's a nice thing. It's a good thing. This, they, this, they, this they, is the downside. They clearly don't vet them. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, this guy, I imagine you know, walked in off the street uh, and and just sort of went, "I am a big Celtic fan," and like, "Oh, and you come," uh, and and they just allowed him to not ask a question. You know, I, I'm sure we'll talk about Falkirk in a wee bit and whether something's a question or not a, a question. This guy at the start says, "Oh, this is more of a statement than a question." He's very right. And goes on for five minutes about Masons and how referees aren't their friends. And neither are journalists, it's only us. It's only me, Ange. I'm your only friend. And it got really menacing. And just seeing Ange Postacoglu with his hand sort of on his chin the entire time thinking, what the fuck is going on here? I I still kind of watch it. I I still haven't watched it. I I cannot watch it. I've watched maybe the first... 45 seconds or so I'm like this is absolutely hideous Sean you, you are starving yourself of, of something <laughs> absolutely well, incredible there's only so much cringe I could put up it and there's so much cringe in, in the first part of that I can't imagine it gets any better oh it doesn't no, no it gets worse if anything <laughs> I, I, I just feel sorry for Ange he's like what have I let myself in for well you? to be fair he answers it even though it's not a question he's like no it's good to know that I've got the fans by my side and, and all this kind of stuff and it's just like you didn't have to say anything, man. You should have just concerned. You should have been concerned. That panic button underneath his desk, <laughs> like like a bookie getting robbed. <laughs> <laughs> a big shutters come down. <laughs> He's whisked away in a helicopter. 
<laughs> right, we go from there to Breakin unveiling a statue of, <laughs> of William Wallace stepping on a plug. So, like, I, I, I fully appreciate the fact that, so I think the, the person who made this is a Breakin fan. So they thought the perfect place to put it would be outside the stadium of the club that he supports. I mean, it's in the nicest possible way. It's not very good. It's just not very good. To be fair, it's probably better than a William Wallace statue that I could build. You know, it's, that's the level that we're no, talking about. It's got a low bar. But it's also, it's Mel Gibson playing William Wallace. It's not William Wallace. It's it's a it's a statue of Mel Gibson in, in cosplay. Ah, he's got the daft, like, bits, like... Bits of string, like putting it his hair. Aye, like the picture of Wallace didn't have that. Did it's, he? it's. It, I mean, I'm sure. Like he was like a lord. Like, <laughs> but does he not have? Does he not also have like a decapitated yeah, head? And he's other. Aye, there's there's a there's just a there's a random head by his feet. But he also <laughs> just, just he, sitting there. Aye, because he's also wearing a kilt as well, isn't he? Yes. And William Wallace wouldn't have worn a kilt. Nah, they just weren't, they joggies. Weren't. <laughs> 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 just jeans. Aye, <laughs> jeans and shoes. Um... Yeah, low, I mean, low rider jeans. I, I am positive that the, the reasons behind that terrifying statue uh, ending up outside Glebe Park are, are very innocent and, and a very good reason. I think it was actually like it was originally built like 20 years ago or 25 years ago or something. And they were trying to find a home for it and they thought, well, why not? Is why it, not a Breaking City Football Club? Um, is it 20 years old? I think, I, I think so. Listen, it, man, look, I, it looked quite new. It's, uh, it's, it's sketchy got, in my mind. I, I got the impression sure. that he admitted it, nobody wanted it. <laughs> It's just been sitting in his front room. It's in his garage. His wife, Rachel, can we get rid of this? She's just been hanging washing on it for months. She's like, can we just get rid of this? It's. Uh, I, I think my favourite thing about it is the William Wallace or Mel Gibson looks like he's got this sort of petrified look on his face, his mouth wide open, eyes staring glassily into the into the distance and then the decapitated head just looks like it's doing all right. Looks like it's having a fine time. It's like, that's, that's, that's the guy that got his head cut off. It's, it is, I love it. I, honestly, I want a miniature version for my house. I liked, uh, I liked the four pictures that Breakin put out, <laughs> like about the unveiling, and it was like one of the pictures was uh, a picture of the crowd where everybody looked like that, an average age of about 87. But I, I, I just hoped that there was an unveiling, so everybody like looked really cheery. As I was saying, oh, I can't wait to see what this statue looks like. But there's not one of William Wallace where there's like a, a kind of curtain over it, but, but nobody can see it. But I just, I'd love to see the unveiling where they just whoosh, the, the curtain away and everybody's like, ah, what the fuck is this? What, the, what is this? There's loads of kids running away screaming. Nightmares for life. Next up, Dumbarton get wide with other teams and supporters on Twitter. And one guy goes particularly mental about it. So this was good. This was like slagging off Cumbernauld and stuff, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, all that stuff. I'm fine with that. Absolutely. I mean, I, I'm, it's, I'm sad to see that they've wound it in since then. Because uh, they don't really have a go at um, sort of small new towns in Scotland anymore, which I, I was kind of hoping it would just be their thing. Not even playing East Colbride, they just have a go at them. Um, no, I, I, was, I was all for it. it. It's Listen, Twitter's there to have a bit of a laugh. Mm. And, and Dumbarton did that. I'm not right in saying that that person doesn't do it for Dumbarton anymore. I, 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 think, it was, I think it was always going to end in tears. Possibly. I, I think it was always going to... If you're going to just poke fun at teams or at people it, it's only ever going to last so long and then and, and then you're going to have the, 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 the Twitter password taken off you and that's, that's exactly what happened I'm, I'm convinced that the majority of the, the people that work in Dumb- Dumbarton don't know that Twitter exists <laughs> 
I've been in the boardroom there before and, and it was the, the average age of your people who were at that breaking unveiling. <laughs> They're all just old men. Um, so I, I reckon they had no idea what was happening until one of their grandsons came over with an iPad. <laughs> I, I refuse to believe that that person was was real, that that reported them to Nicola Sturgeon the professor. and the son. I, 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 I thought it was, I, I just thought it was made up. I think he's real. No, no, he is real. Like, which, <laughs> which I'm struggling to believe. Like he had a quote where he said, uh, I, sh- I showed the tweet to my mum and she was really upset. Well, don't, don't show the tweet to your mum. <laughs> that, that's your fault. That isn't, it. That isn't Dumbarton's fault that your mum's upset. That's yours. <laughs> I, 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 to, to get so upset with that was, was a, a very strange thing indeed. Piss, piss poor... Sunning. <laughs> piss poor professoring. <laughs> there we go. Three P's. Three P's. Do <laughs> Fenland fans get caught on a police van? <laughs> Why did they do that? Just go around the I police know. van. The, the, again, I sent them in. You know something that's probably been transferred over from Peter Grant? That arrogance. Aye, that's what <laughs> I thought. Transferred to football fans. Ah, we can just go over the police van. There was, no, no, you can't. Eh? There was a bit of no, arrogance. It was, mo- it was kind of like, oh, here's the, here's the police here. Let's, let's not get out of the way of them. Like, we are, we are heading to the game. They can't do anything. Fuck them. Fuck the busies. Whatever. They're, oh, shit. No, police. Like, we need our flag back. I like how the police van starts driving away, and then all the fans who are still sort of hanging on to this flag are like the cans <laughs> on the back of a just married car. <laughs> just dangling. Dangling a bit behind, getting dragged down the road. Uh, the disappointing thing was that the police van didn't commit to it as much as it should have done. Ah, put a fit down. Aye. It should have, it should have kept going. It should have seen how long they would be willing to chase it. And it should never have gone above like 10 mile an hour. Aye. Or, or just open the back door and like release the hounds. <laughs> 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 just ends up being an ambush. No, I, I, was a, I was a big fan of it. I mistakenly thought it was Wraith Rovers fans for a long time as well. So I'm glad to, I'm glad to be corrected on that. And then fair play to Fowler calling them busies. Like as a, a, a cockney <laughs> born, in, born in 1952. <laughs> The busies. No, busies are in Edinburgh, I think. Aye, right? busies are Edinburgh, thing as well. Busies are polis. Aye. Usually, uh, run, it's the busies. Aye. As, uh, to put that into context, like this was a spelling bee. Well, well, well then I sit corrected. There you go. Polis. Said the man with the orthopedic arse. Right, uh, Ian McCall shits himself from a firework at Thistle's flag unveiling celebration. One of the greatest ever pictures in, in Scottish football history, I, I, in I, my I opinion. Absolutely agree. And I, I think it's it's all the better that it's a still image and not a video. Because it's just, it just captures it perfect. It's the one leg up. <laughs> the one leg up, the arms up. His facial expression that just screams, oof! Nah, tell, tell me you've had a fright without telling me you've had a fright. <laughs> I love, I love the fact that the two folk have sort of like... So is it, is it, is it Alan Ruff and Jackie Lowe? Yeah. Is that right? And they're just unfur- un- unfurling the flag and neither of them are remotely up and down <laughs> about the fact that there's some <laughs> fireworks going off next to them. But Ian McCall is just a big scaredy guy. It's, it's the fact that he's about 15 yards behind them for some reason as well. I don't know why he's there. He must have just been daydreaming, eh? He must have just been thinking, like... Aye. Oh, did I leave the back door open? Oh, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Alaroff's literally smiling. He cannot be any happier. Ian McCall is in a, an absolute world of disaster. Ian McCall did not read the email. <laughs> I said pyrotechnics were going to be there. Um, I think obviously that you know made it all the funnier is the fact that uh, they didn't invite the SPFL uh, along to it in, in protests and stuff like that. I, I hope the SPFL, <laughs> when they were sort of browsing the the, the fireworks section, just extra loud ones, <laughs> they just made sure <laughs> made sure that Ian McCall cacked himself. 
It's like it's like me on Princess Street every day at one o'clock when the one o'clock gun at, at, at some stage when I'm out for my lunch, I'm going to remember that one o'clock gun goes off and I don't have to get a fright. But I, I, I still always get a fright. Yeah, I think everybody does. You need to be quite eagle-eyed or quite time conscious, and even then you'd probably be too stressed about having to go somewhere. Without realising there's a cannon about to go off, I can't. I, I, I can't mind ever noticing it going off. I've just been I've been in town at one o'clock loads of time. I'm from Edinburgh. I can't mind it ever going off. You, you're basically the Alan Ruff or Jackie Lowe in this scenario. Yeah, I think so. You're just uh, totally taking your stride. Yeah, exactly. Whereas I'm Ian McCall. The festive season will soon be upon us, and if you're anything like me, Terrace Podcast editor in chief Craig Fowler, then you will be rubbish at buying presents for other people. But I've got just the solution for you. Beer fifty two. How about eight free beers to give to someone special in your life. Hang on a minute. Did I say eight? What I actually meant to say is 10 free beers, courtesy of Beer52. All you have to do is go to www.beer52.com forward slash terrace and cover $5.95 for postage to claim your free case. What's more, do it before the 17th of December and you get those two extra beers, taking it from eight to 10 that I just promised you. Beer 52 is a beer club like no other. They send experts around the globe to find the best beer available anywhere. Each month, their members receive a new case and members have had beer from more than 40 countries across five continents. If dark beer is not your thing, simply choose the light option. As well as delicious beer, you'll get the Ferment magazine and two delicious snacks in which to wash it down. So whether you're buying for you or buying for someone else, make sure to sign up to Beer 52. And after redeeming your first case, you'll then join the monthly beer club for £24 a month. But don't worry, there is no minimum commitment. You can pause or cancel at any time. So once again, that's www.beer52.com forward slash terrace. Stick with Park Thistle. Their fans give it tight to Gregor Buchanan about having a man bun. This was good. This was good. I, I enjoyed this. You know, this was obviously when fans were only just allowed back into the stands as well. So it was a, you know, a, a skeleton staff <laughs> of of Park Thistle widows uh, at the the back of the stand, and they they just died. They, they absolutely commit to it. Um, but obviously, the, the crescendo of them then missing uh, the, the there's an indirect free kick, can I mind? But they they, they miss Falkirk miss in the end, and yeah, it's very funny. It's just the fact that it starts off it starts off so small. It's just one person. Shouting, man, bun, man, bun. <laughs> like, literally 45 seconds later, maybe like the entire, like, I know there's not a lot of people there, but it sounds like there's like at least a couple hundred people now joining in with this weird song that just added. What, what is it about man buns that make them so bad, that make them so unacceptable? Because they are unacceptable. I mean, the, the, the guy had a point about the man bun. It's a terrible haircut. Well, I, I think it's one of those things that, if he only has it in a man bun whilst playing football, I understand, to, to keep his hair out of his eyes and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, to stop people from, from mm-hmm. pulling it and all that kind of stuff. If he wears it down out of football, then I, I'm okay with it. I don't mind the long hair. Uh, but if he's got that in all the time, then I, I, I don't agree with it at all. You can also like put it. on a headband as well. Well, that's it. Headbands are cool. Man buns aren't. No, you're right. Maybe maybe that's something for, for Gregor to, to consider. It was something that could have came into fashion along with not wearing socks. When, yes. when, did, when did not wearing socks become a fashion? It's definitely a fashion. I, I've never never indulged in it, um, but it's definitely a fashion. Those 
those Park Thistle fans must have been waiting and, and just looking at the, the fixture list to see when they were going to play Greenock Morton because the, the, the man bun ratio in that team is, is there unbelievably is a lot of man high. buns in that Morton team yeah it, it is I, I noticed that uh, last season when, when Hart Fjortov uh, Nesbitt uh, he no longer plays for them, but no, I, I, I think probably last season more of them were yeah. there. Robbie Muirhead uh, grew his hair out. Yeah, that big daft goalie, uh, he had one as well. So yeah, that was, there was an awful lot of them. Man Bun United. Absolutely. Remember, uh, remember Andy McNeil had a double ponytail. Aye, yeah, incredible. Yeah, is, is, that's that's worse than a man bun to give himself extra height. Two ponytails, <laughs> two ponytails, just to make a lick of sense. <laughs> <laughs> now, now teaching China's goalkeepers to play in goals. China's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, Dick Campbell gets hit from behind with a sponsorship <laughs> board. Yeah, I, I think it's Fair Marinus who's uh, who's interviewing him, isn't it? Right. And I was like, "Watch your back." <laughs> I, 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 I've already watched this about nine times, and then when I seen this list today, I ended up watching it another three. <laughs> I don't know what I don't know what it's about Fair Marinus <laughs> shouting, "Watch your back," and then saying the word "a blooper." <laughs> but it's just, it's incredible. It is. It's it's very good, and it's um it's if you sort of screenshot it or, or pause it at the exact moment he gets hit. By the board, it's the exact same facial expression as Ian McCall when that firework went off. <laughs> you know, he's been he's been warned that this uh, this board, which they, for some reason have, have put sort of uh, downwind uh, of Dick Campbell, is is, is going to topple over. But it's, it's it's all very funny, and, and you know, the fact it's Dick Campbell does make it funny. It, is anywhere at Gayfield though not downwind? I, I, I don't think it's at Gayfield. I think it's it at East Fife. Again, that's right beside the sea, though. Yes, no, no, totally. Because initially I was like, this must happen every week. Dick Campbell this must be something quite familiar for Dick Campbell but no I, I, I think it's a methyl has, has methyl not got a big wind farm next to it now as well is that why it was so windy aye <laughs> it's just is that what wind farms do the great the wind they've just aimed it surely they create electricity aye other than gale force breezes <laughs> <laughs> are you sure that's I mean that's not their purpose no I know to make five, I know they don't to make create wind windier <laughs> That's the slogan on the side of Make Fife Windier. Well, I imagine they contribute to wind as well. Probably. I, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm no expert. Aye. Not- obviously, neither am I. <laughs> right. Oh, next up's a doozy. A doozy? The Falkirk in the Q- fucking 1930s. <laughs> Falkirk Curie. Oh, aye. What, can, what, what can we say that hasn't already been said? Let's see. <laughs> Let's, let's try and find out. Um, well, that was a question, at least. Very good. I suppose very this, good. this was the beginning of their end. The beginning of their end, I suppose. Of the club? Oof. Hopefully. Maybe. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't put, I wouldn't put it past them. Um, I'm, I, I'm quite tickled by how much uh, Falkirk fans hate us now. It's mainly just because of Telfer. But, like, Telfer sticks in some because of Stennis Muir fan. We used to be getting it as well. It's not our fault. Like, by proxy, aye. It's not, again, it's not our fault. The pish and just have been hilarious from the entire run of view for the terrace. But our first season was the season they got relegated, and part of the reason they got relegated what? was that they had a pitch invasion to celebrate <laughs> what ended up being an eventual draw. And, and that's they, their fault. That's their fault, yeah. not yours. Are they, are they going to blame me for talking up Aidan Keener a few years ago? <laughs> and then that, that, that caused them to sign. I, I don't know. But, I mean, Falkirk, you, you are very, very funny as a football club, and I hope you, I hope you realise that and, and grow up. But, um, but, but there's always something about a, a, 
not a big club, but a biggish club being down on the luck. That there always is something funny about that, and there always will be something funny about that. And eventually, Falkirk will get back to where they where they normally are, which is like a kind of I don't know a, a jobbing Championship club. At that point, they will cease to be funny. But as it stands, Falkirk fans just let us laugh. Yeah, and, and don't take umbrage at it. It's just funny. Yeah, you're getting pumped six 0 by Queen's Park. It's funny. That's very funny. You having a terrible Q and A is very funny. It's very funny. Just let us laugh. Let us laugh. Don't don't take umbrage at it. One of my one of my favourite parts that uh, maybe hasn't been sort of brought up as often because obviously the the, the whole point is uh, is your man crossing his arms and saying that's a statement not a question. The boy that asks the question um, is clearly very nervous and he's got he's like he's ruffling these papers, <laughs> ruffling these papers in his hands and trying to find his. Try to find his place the whole time. He still makes more sense than any of the board. <laughs> Anyone that's there, it's like you know when you did a, a talk in English at school. Uh, oh God, I hated that. I, I I think that that gave me the same vibes. Uh, this guy felt like he had to, but didn't necessarily want to. Um, is, is how I saw it. The, the pressure of being first as well. So he was the, he was the first uh, question asker. Yeah, or, or statement maker, depending on your point of view. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Holt just laughing his way through it like it was a best man speech as well. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't think he read the room. No, no, I don't think so. He, he had this big chirpy smile on his face the whole evening. He, he seems to be oblivious at every single folk fan hates him. Totally oblivious. <laughs> he thinks they're all joking. He did, he did turn up as if he'd been invited on to like a guest for like open goal live or something. Aye. That was it. That was his entire mood through the thing. Aye, so, so a couple of wee quips here and there. I, honestly, if I give him a couple of wee quips, they'll be putty in my hands. No, no, they hate you. <laughs> So expect them to start telling wife jokes. <laughs> mother-in-law. Oh, oh God. That old, that old battle axe. Take my mother-in-law. No, please, honestly, take her. Etc, <laughs> etc. Et right, moving on. Dumbarton managed to equalise with only eight men, but still lose anyway. This 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 was uh, this was sad and funny. It was it was a you know that that lovely mixture of both. Um, I it was that's it was, Scottish football in a nutshell, isn't it? No? It was. And I, I, I sad think, and funny. I think my favourite thing was again, obviously the the, the Twitter account. And so you know the, the complete disbelief. I think they they'd only just hit send and the equaliser went in, and all they did was post the full time graphic. They didn't even say they've equalised. They were just like ah, fuck. It was uh, no, it was it was great. And it was a bamming up each other for the for the for the two for the two benches as well. They were really getting it right up each other uh, in, in those closing stages. Very very enjoyable. And and I and like like you can understand why the Barton Twitter feed was going uh, was being so happy. Totally understand why they're they're kind of getting carried away themselves. Ah, again maybe just chill out a bit because <laughs> you've just lost. <laughs> but it's just funny. <laughs> Dave Cormack's appearance on Sportsound to defend Stephen Glass. I mean, that is um, no one since Sean McGuigan has drank so much <laughs> wine and gone in front of a microphone before. <laughs> he, uh, aye, he, he sounded unhinged. Um, but I, I think, you know, something that's maybe been forgotten a wee bit is the fact that Aberdeen went on and had their best form of the season. Pretty much directly after that, they got like what three wins on the, on the bounce or something. You know, players. Do you think he should do this more often? I think he should absolutely uh, get on the Rioja and and phone up Sports Sound whenever he can, uh, or just you know any any radio station. K Adams in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> we need to look at the data. K. Uh, he just uh, he, he was he was unhinged, but also. You know, he did say, you know, um, who else is out there trying to be as transparent as me? And that's very true. You know, he, he he does put his head above the parapet more than, than, than any other owner I can think of in, in Scottish football. It can be seen as a good or a bad thing. Should but he do it a wee bit less? 
No, I didn't. No, no, okay. no, I encourage it because then the list, our list, would be shorter. That's true. So we want it. We want it from an entertainment point of view. But if you were an Aberdeen fan, would you want them to do it less? <sighs> nah, nah. It, it, it wasn't even the worst thing on that show. Aye, I, I thought I thought John Collins was worse, and I thought the I, I thought the Aberdeen fan getting the quote about the miniskirt was worse. <laughs> Like that was what was it he said again? He said, uh, <gasps> did he say, st- he, he tried to do the Abbey Scovedale quote about stats are like miniskirts. Yeah. But in, instead of saying that, he said, uh, stats like miniskirts, they, they go up and down. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, there was a really uncomfortable four or five seconds after he said it. Because that, that's not a quote. <laughs> oh. and, then, and then John Collins was saying, well, what, what level of football have you played at? And that, that was okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't like ah. that. But that, that's a very John Collins stance to take. I think uh, you know he's he's always given off that that vibe that only he can have an opinion in a, in a room full of people. How many setups do you do during an ad break on the telly? <laughs> was it him that? Uh, no, it wasn't. It was John Hughes. Doesn't matter. I was going to say was it him that chased around Hibs youth players in the scud? Uh, but that was that was John Hughes. <laughs> it was John. The lights off. It, aye, it was John Collins that took his top off and, and challenged them to a, a setup or a push-up competition uh, on one of his first days. I hope he, I hope he got fuck. I hope he lost. <laughs> no one ever said if he won or lost that. I really hope that like he got absolutely obliterated. Sometimes, sometimes play like Michael Stewart or something comes out and all it's like I, I can do loads, mate. And he's like oh, fuck, <laughs> he lost all authority on day one. Like the competition. The thing is, though, if somebody challenges you, like if you are what a push-up competition, no, but, I, I would not take that challenge. No, but like I'm saying if you're in very good shape, yes, like presumably you could do a lot of press-ups or a lot of sit-ups in a row. So how long does that go on for? Like I, I like I've barely excited months. Like after I hurt my ankle, I mean it doesn't it doesn't really stop me doing setups, but I've just turned into a lazy bastard again. So, yeah. but I could do like I could do like a hundred setups. That takes a while. And if it's a pressure footballer, presumably they could do ten times that much. You do a hundred setups in one sitting. No, I right, bear grills. <laughs> Does they do that much? To be honest, you need to you need to fucking loads to get a six pack put it that way. Not enough that I could be arsed with, but you Is do bear grills. Good at exercise. I have no idea. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> <laughs> I just assumed he's a fit man. I just thought he could forage and stuff. Aye, uh, well, aye, but you know he, he climbs up things. Aye, you have to be fit. He climbs up. Aye, you have he, to be fit to climb up things. He walk. He walks loads of distance. He drinks piss. It's got to be good for you. Otherwise, why would you do it? Ah, exactly. And imagine he's fitter than me. I'd, listen, I'm not saying that Bear Grylls can't do sups. He just wouldn't have been the first person. <laughs> I, I, my mind would have went to. In terms I know. Of I'm not. I'm honestly. I'm not sure where that came from. I just thought, who's active? <laughs> I'm just thinking if it's a professional football dude against his manager who's ripped as fuck. Like, how long are they going on for in this contest? Did the rest of the players just sit around to the, the dressing room? Just, like, so did you think it was a? Con- so did you think it was a contest in terms of right go, and then it's just whoever. Whoever, whoever stops first is a loser. Could be, I, I suppose they could have done first to 100. I presume it was like some kind of timed contest. Oh. I mean, we're all busy men here. No. I <laughs> They've got training to go on, mate. Can I, I just... Guys <laughs> have a, co- a competition that goes on forever. But it's John Collins' favourite hobby, so <laughs> presumably he was happy to give up the rest of his evening just to do that. Yeah, j- just, just during the Ardbrick, so. Yeah, I suppose. I, th- I think it's... To get back to <laughs> focusing on the programme afterwards. Surely it's more likely who can do most, not who can do so many in a, in a time slot. Yeah, because Although maybe you're saying the cardio aspect of it as well. Aye. Maybe it's all, it all ties in. Maybe. He was right. He was right, actually. I've now decided. John yeah. Collins was right. I was like, the, the, the injury report uh, came out that week. Colin Nish missing out with sore abs. <laughs> <laughs> Sensitive tummy. <laughs> I'm burst admin. <laughs> 
Right, Scott Brown's chippy, but knowingly so. Press conference when asked about Aberdeen's form. I just hope he speaks like that all the time. I'd, I'd never seen this before. I thought it was quite good, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's good. Just, just cheeky, but the right side of cheeky. This, this, this was roughly the same time as, uh, as Dave Cormack as well, I think. It was right, certainly around about the same time. So for those of you who don't know, because I don't think this was well shared, um, he was asked, um, what is the key to improvement? Results. What's key to getting those results? Winning games. <laughs> In terms of the method to win those games, though, playing well. I mean, he's not wrong. No, true. I, I, I can imagine that you know when he's when he's coaching the Aberdeen players out there. You know, the, the, I can imagine he's quite clear uh, about what, what run, stop, shoot, tackle, kick, kill. And that's it. Crayon. Yeah. How would how would you feel if you were asking those questions and that that was the answers you were getting? Uh, I feel like a bag of shit. This uh, is my livelihood. I'd this be, is my job. This man's taking the piss out of me. I'd be getting quite flush in the face quite quickly. Although I did ask uh, Josh Campbell a question last week, and he gave me a two-word response. But it wasn't. It wasn't kind of that. That fuck tone. off. It was, it was that tone. <laughs> Ask the question. Up. And he, he just went, like, "Definitely not." Okay. Kind of. Kind of. What a wee bit more at you there, Josh. But thank you very much, anyway. What was the question? Uh, he asked if he could imagine last season when he was playing in League Two, whether he'd less than six months later be playing in a in a semi final and getting a new contract at Hibs. Right. No, maybe your questions need to be better. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lesson learned for all of us here. Yeah. Uh, what, what can you do better? <laughs> yeah. That's a perfectly fine question. No, I know. I know. Maybe this is a you problem. <laughs> Just a Hibs problem. When you ask a Hibs player a question, you don't know what you're going to get as a response. Are they, are they bad at. I was, I was, I was uh, referring to the Ryan Portius. Oh, that, that was bad. Aye. That was bad. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, well, yeah. who's laughing now? Oh, exactly. Not, not, not Jack Ross. No. <laughs> not, not little Jackie Ross. Mm-hmm. On the dole. <laughs> Kilmarnock keeper Zach Hemming tags Air United's ground as shite, or shithole, sorry, should I say, it's not Scottish, shithole in Instagram post. Ah, I would say shithole. Not shite hole. Is he Scottish actually? No, he's from Middlesbrough. Right, there we go. He's definitely I've looked, Scottish. I'm going to say, I would say shithole. Shithole. I would say shithole. Actually, I, I don't know if I would say shithole or shithole. Actually, no, that's I, I, I just I, not a term I use. I've definitely said both. I might say, this place is minging. Or horrible. So, you know, heart smack. <laughs> so, we keep putting the Instagram tag is, this place is minging. This place is minging. I, I just, I, I don't think I would say shithole or shithole. No. No, but, but I liked it. And I liked yeah. what he done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked what he done. Yeah, quite I, bold. Very much so. And and he, he didn't take it down, did he? I don't. I don't think he. Uh, so I, I checked the other today. It's still there. Still there. Fantastic. So I, I think Kilmarnock Football Club deserve a lot of uh, credit for that because they could have easily said to him, "Listen, mate, you know we need to be professional." But I, I like to think they put an arm around the shoulder and said, "Next time, do it again." And he, he didn't get any rap for the SFA either, did he? Nah. nah. No. Good. I, I would imagine Tommy Wright gave him a now. Nah. Do you think that's the type of thing that would impress Tommy Wright? He wouldn't even know what the fuck Instagram is. No. He would, fi- he would find out about it, though. And I, I don't think he'd be very happy. And, the, 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 and after the half an hour of explaining to him what Instagram is, he would <laughs> then go knock on his door. I think, I think Tommy Wright would be... I think he'd be okay with it. Thank you, you, you think I, he'd be okay with it? I think he's got a sense of you rivalry. Think, you, you think he'd be okay with it? Boys will be boys. Labelling air as a shell. Oh, Somerset Park. Not necessarily the town. Although he might have meant, he might have meant the town. I think, uh, he, I think he was all right. It's probably nicer than Kilmarnock. I, I, I think he, he would be unhappy. Okay. Craig, I, I thought it was good though. I thought it was a good laugh. Let's get him on the phone. <laughs> Craig Levine 
refers to Michael Stewart as a bellend on live radio. Brilliant. Craig, Craig Levine is prime time. He's he's great, and and especially when you know he, he says words like bellend because that's that's quite funny, and it's just the way it just right at the end, right at the end of sort of loads of noise and bluster is just like that bellend. <laughs> it's just brilliant. A valid point, though, because he was being asked about uh, a podcast that he was going to be doing about football management. And they were saying, well, we know who you want to have a, do a, a podcast with. It's, it's Michael Short. And he's like, well, but he's never been a football manager. So why are we going to get him on a podcast about football management? But then he just label him as a bellend. <laughs> totally unnecessarily. <laughs> about half past seven. <laughs> We've had both Craig Levine and Michael Stewart on a view for the terrace. They were both entirely pleasant. I, I didn't think either were a bellend. I thought they were a good oh, one. I, I thought you could say I didn't think either were pleasant. <laughs> I didn't think either of them were pleasant. Didn't like either. Because nah. I kind of thought as well, we kind of, I wonder before Mikey Stewart came on, because he always, his persona on like Premier Sports and, you know, in BT in the past and, and even BBC Radio and sports scene, he's always quite, it's always quite serious. And I suppose he's doing a different job. He's doing like a, an analyst. An, an, an analysing kind of job, but it, it also doesn't, it never struck me as one who wanted to get involved in the kind of, you know, patter kind of side of it, like like Sutton and, and McCoy's do quite often, and even some of the other, you know, less good ones. So I, I kind of wondered when we booked him, but he was, he was right up for it, right for the start, right? happy to just have a laugh at himself, have a laugh at anything, and I, I thought it was great. Good. I like to think that Michael Stewart uh, and Craig Levine had a, a, a healthy relationship until Stewart saw that picture of Craig Levine with the Union Jack mug. <laughs> and then that was it. He was like, oh no, this, this man's a conservative. <laughs> I can never like him. Scott Brown imitates Alfredo Morello's celebration on his return to Ibrox as an Aberdeen player. You have, you have to watch for these things, don't you? You have to watch for these things. Even if you take a two-goal lead at Ibrox, you have to watch. Because you're just kind of poking a beer. And it kind of come back, didn't <laughs> Almost it? literally. Ah, it's finished 2-2, didn't it? Yes. So I think you can only do something like this, like imitate a, a Morella celebration, if you've went 2-1 up and it's a 92nd minute. That's when to do it. No no early in the game. I think you have to watch it. But you know, game. to be fair, Aberdeen get a point at Ibrox, so is that not just enough to celebrate in itself and enough to bam up Rangers fans? Because Rangers fans still would have been very unhappy not winning that game. And they would have been unhappy that the reason they didn't win the game is that Scott Brown scored the second goal and then did the Alfredo Morello celebration. It, it, it turned out okay, but again, it was bold. Aye. <laughs> it was bold. Because it was quite early in the match. Aye. Nah, you've got to live in the moment. You've got to live in the moment. If you're if you're Scott Brown, heaven forfend, and you score a goal, <laughs> if you score a goal against Rangers at Ibrox, you're going to go absolutely mental. Right? Say, say, say you were playing for the Rovers. And you mm-hmm. scored a goal at East End Park after 10 minutes to make it 1-0. What would you, you would just do handshakes and walk back to the centre circle. I'm trying to go to them personally at East End Park. Uh, Jim Leishman doing his aeroplane thing. Yes, <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> you would 100% do that though. Like you, you, wouldn't just, you wouldn't just sit back and be like, oh right, well you know, you never know, they might score in the last minute. Like, but then if I lost 3-1, I'd, I'd look silly. And then everybody would take a piss at me. Aye, but it would still be a good moment in that moment. A good moment in that moment. A good moment in the moment. Mm, I don't know if you've convinced me. Sean's Sean's kind of like on my side of this when it comes to stuff in like the terrace group chat. He's a bit more shite bag. <laughs> yeah, aye, a bit more shite bag. A bit more conservative about things. Like, let's see how things pan out. Your 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 way of thinking here is exactly like Tony. Yes, where he just everyone's brilliant. Hibs are going to win the cup. Woo! Definitely <laughs> happening. 
Hundred percent. Say if, if I scored a goal at Easter Road uh, and Hearts ended up losing four one, I would still count that that moment of celebration as one of my favourite moments of all time. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't give a fuck. See, when my career's over, it's like, hey, I did. I did jump into the Hibs end. <laughs> <laughs> I did, I did. I went and punched a hole in that boy's drum. I absolutely loved it. Like, 100%. Arbroath tribute, Willie Bin to winger and professional bin man, Bobby Lynn. Turns out they've got loads of these. Aye, aye. Yeah. I think they've got for the whole, is it for the whole team or the squad? Got, oh, we've been done. Yeah, they've, they've got bins all over for the for the whole team. They've certainly got a Ricky, they've got a little four, certainly. Yeah. Unless so, he's also a bin man. Uh, I don't know what it's all. They're all, they're all <laughs> the bin mates. Every, every single player was a is on the bins. They get a bin man apprenticeship with their contract. Um, that's, that's why they've got such a good team spirit. Aye. So they all just work together all the time. Because they all, they all do the bins. Yeah. In Angus. Aye, maybe. I don't know. There was a McKenna one as well. There was a... He needs to get his opinions in the bin. Oh. Oh. About uh, about the old injections. Yeah. Yes, I tell uh, you what. I tell you won't be in his bin. Discarded lateral flow tests. <laughs> <laughs> Not a chance. <laughs> but what will be is those letters they sent out telling you how to get the COVID vaccine. Be loads uh, of them. Uh, Hundreds. His uh, his paper bin is just full of blue envelopes. <laughs> Right, Rangers fans accidentally buy tickets to Broadway versus Randers. Easily done, I think. Easily done, do you know, I think. If you can't... If you, if, if, if you A, can't. you didn't go to school, or B, you're dyslexic, then yeah, I think it's fair enough. But otherwise, no. What do you think? Do you think just like, oh, they spelled our name wrong, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're navigating a, a, a Danish website. You've you maybe had a couple of drinks. And I think it's easily done. I, um, well, you've had so many drinks that you can't find the Google Translate but. <laughs> Or, or even go into their English-speaking site. I've bought uh, I've bought Bromby tickets before, uh, and they do have an English-speaking site. And also, all computers have translate in the top corner. Uh, do you reckon they actually hit translate? And they're like, it's not translating Rangers, by the way. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with this. <laughs> their Google Translate's broken. <laughs> it is, I, I don't think it is easily done. I think it's sheer stupidity uh, and, and very funny. Very funny indeed. Yes. Do you reckon they went to the Randers game? I think I think a lot of them just ended up getting refunds, which just, is it's just not as fun. They should they should have refused to give them refunds. So like, well, you bought it, you idiots. It's, it's not as funny as the guy that thought he was buying a was that a ticket for Peterhead versus <laughs> Peterhead versus somebody ended up buying a Peterhead season ticket. <laughs> it was a League Cup game, was it? It was uh, no St Johnson uh, fan. A League Cup group game. <laughs> oh good, I've got a Peterhead season ticket. <laughs> It was a St. Johnson fan who bought uh, an entire season ticket. That's right. Brilliant. Incredibly, incredibly didn't they stop and go, 150 quid, quite a lot for one game. For a stream? Yes. Uh, Peter is steep. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that's what you got to do. Oh, well, I've got nothing else to do tonight. <laughs> Celtic, uh, Celtic blame failing to win 10 in a row on Nicola Sturgeon. Who was the, now, what was the name of the board member that suggested this? Ian Bankier. Right, so I, now unless I'm getting the times mixed up, chairman. I went back and had a look and he said that the the bowling goalie decision and the fact that Celtic, they, I think they had a game delayed for a week or two because on the back of that. They had three games postponed, but yeah. he, he did claim that we were only club to, to get punished for that, despite the fact they definitely weren't, because uh, at the same time, uh, and the reason why Sturgeon reacted so kind of vociferously was because Aberdeen players had already been yeah. caught 
and she was already raging about that and they also got their games postponed. But is the, is the full quote from Banky or not something like we were the only team we were the only team to uh, to you know suffer from consequences of that us and Aberdeen. <laughs> <laughs> right, so you weren't the only team then. But, but that, also- that's um, it, it's two things. One, uh, Bankier's on the Celtic board, so I'm just assuming he's a Tory. So he's he's just used, <laughs> he's just used to lying, and nothing nothing comes of it. Oh, hundred percent. He hates Marcus Rashford. <laughs> and also, as well, that uh, I forgot my second point of that. So, but he also said that the decision it, it cost them their momentum, and that was one of the reasons that they lost the league. So I went back and checked. They won seven games in a row after that, which was their best run of the season. Yes, aye. Uh, I think they won all the games that were rearranged as well. Ah, oh, like seven in a row. So, so they, they they never had a, another winning run that came even close. To, I, I think they might have had six, uh, but other than that, it was the best sequence of the season. So, it they gave them momentum. I, I remember part two. My point now, part two is that he is uh, on the Celtic board, so he is one half of the old firm. So he doesn't actually think that any other clubs exist other than the Celtic or Rangers. So what he actually means to say is that we got punished and Rangers never got punished. Even though Rangers never done anything wrong, it's, yeah. still, it's still unfair that we got punished for d- doing something wrong. Oh, but mind when uh, when um, Calvin Bassey and Nathan Patterson. Oh, I forgot they did do that. Went, didn't they? went and played Scrabble. Aye. It's like it's like it's like when you, you you get a lassie back to yours when you're sixteen. It's like what are you going to do in your bedroom? Play Scrabble. <laughs> that's, that's it. Don't don't come in. Um, ah, maybe he's right then. Aye, maybe Nicola did screw them out of the tin. Nah, aye, they would have finished about aye. three years behind anyway, as yeah. they did. Yeah. Stenhouse Muir Hulk tweets because a Stirling Albion fan throws a pie at them. That, that must be a really heavy pie. Like, <laughs> did, that, did it knock the guy out? I, I still don't understand why it stopped them tweeting. Knocked the phone right out of his hand. So unless unless the pie connected with the phone, like there's, there's still no reason to, to to stop tweeting. You just look to your left or right and, and laugh at them and say, right, okay, and flick them a visa or whatever you want to do. I, I don't understand why you just he, stop he tweeting. He must have gone down to remonstrate. He must have. Goals of gravy in his eyes. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> mints off his screen. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I thought it was a weird one that they had to stop tweeting. Um, and I looked at the, the length of time between the tweet before that and that tweet, and it was a minute. <laughs> well, that's not that long. No, it's, I mean, that, that's probably the, the normal amount of time. I, um, I would go as far as to say that they... They actually haven't stopped tweeting. No, not at all. He just he just wanted to say that he got hit by a pie. He did, done it for the likes. Aye, hundred percent. Apparently, the, uh, the 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 Stirling Albion young team were quite boisterous, though. Yes, um, I, 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 I believe that wasn't the only pie thrown that day. I think there was more. I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't there. Can we speculate on the type of pie? What would do the most damage? What what sort of pies do they sell at Fourth Bank? Probably those horrible congealed ones that you get most football games. Oh, what, what Scotch kind of, the Scotch pies aye. that are basically just fat. I would just what, be disgusted by that being in my vicinity. Aye, what, what kind of pie would cause the most amount of damage? Is this a, is this a question here? I aye. would say a, a macaroni pie. I think a macaroni pie has got more stodge. Aye. Cheese can be heavy. heavier. Mm. Yeah. Mince is, mince is probably lighter than macaroni, I would say. If you, pro- and cheese. if you got a proper mince pie, though, where it's got the gravy in it, mm-hmm. that gravy could be really scalding hot. Oh, aye, it can actually. Yeah. Ah, right. So, so like, burning, like a burning sensation, mm-hmm. like a steak pie, which is my my favourite type of pie. Um, but I don't think that would hurt you too much if it if it hit you. The ones at football games tend not to have that much gravy in them. No, it's, <laughs> it's just like, it's just meat. Yeah. It's like dry meat. It's just ah. dry meat and pastry. Ah, bad meat. Sounds fucking class. I could eat that now. Ah, I could actually go a pie. 
That's Scott Mid in their own does them as well. Does it? Uh, it's one of those ones where you, you do that a lot of Scott Mid's have this wee kind of pie bit at the front when there's some cakes as well. Ah, right enough, the least appealing um, sort of view into your future nutrition that you can ever see. <laughs> it's like it's got this big, this big glass front and, and, you know, like a hot dog that's been there for four weeks. And then the situation as well where, like, you're just trying to buy, I don't know, mouthwash, for example. Yeah. But the person in front of you then says, oh, I can I get, and then can I get, and then... But there's only one person behind the counter, and they're also they're also serving the the hot food counter and Aye. the water counter and the fags. Yeah, and the person in front of you. And, all and, four of and when things. there's one with a post office as well, that can get a bit annoying. Because some people go into Scotland for like an actual big shop. You're like, what are you doing? Everyone here's fucking extortionate. There's a Sainsbury's to the road. Aye, Scotland makes very little sense to me. I just, I just want a tin of soup. And, and uh, it's, it's even worse when it's because now like you can't see fags behind the counter. So is it, right, I'm wanting. I don't know. Bucky, and then the, the person behind the counter doesn't know where about it is, so she has to lift up every single, every single thing to look to see where this tobacco is. It's like an awful game show. Oh, yeah, love of goodness, really bad, really bad. So I know actually now you've said that I don't want a pie from Scott Mid. Thank you though. This will be our final one for the main show. Okay. If you would like to continue listening to these and we have a good few more that count as about yeah, I've got about there's about fifteen or so left. Hopefully we've done enough to lure you in to pay two dollars a month. No, it's yes. pounds now. It's pounds now. Pounds, pounds. 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 Aye. 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 So I this will be going on the two pounds tier. So if you just want to pay the two pounds a month you will get to hear the end of this podcast after we do this next one. And to do so it is patreon.com forward slash terrace podcast. Not forward slash terrace as I recently noticed we had on our Twitter bio for fuck knows how long. Oh no. <laughs> Until somebody pointed out and I was like, actually I like that, it's wrong. <laughs> so, so he's not find us so. He's not find us, just, just Google us. Ah. Someone's paying loads of money to another, <laughs> where's all those podcasts? <laughs> Somebody's paid loads Aye. of money to patreon.com for us, Terrace. Aye, it's like, why do they do so many podcasts about landscaping now? I don't understand it. Anyway. <laughs> right, so to wrap up this show, a hugely enthusiastic Alan Archibald wishes a Thistle fan the best of luck on their wedding day. Why did he do it? Why uh, did he do it? He, did, he didn't want to do it. No. Nah. And he done it so unenthusiastically. He, he, cert- he, he, certainly, doing it. he certainly doesn't have a future in cameo, does he? <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if he had someone holding up cards uh, behind him, you know, like that scene in Love Actually. But they can't say, do this or you'll never see your wife again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, oh, it was really, it was, it was, it was, it was awful. Really bad. See if I was getting married, I'd rather not see that. I think that would put a dampener on my day. A dampener? Literally a dampener on the day. 100%, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you guys... Show it to your new wife, and it's like... I don't know which of you guys done it. Uh, Got married. No, I presume it was Joel. But on my wedding day, you did arrange so that Ryan McGowan sent me a video. Yes. Where he wished me the best of luck. Yeah. He was a lot more enthusiastic, though. Yeah, Ryan McGowan's got a bit of personality about him. Yeah. Um, what I've now learned is that uh, Alan Archibald doesn't. doesn't. <laughs> I can see why he's not a manager anymore. They also say hopefully the boys can get a victory and a clean sheet. I and I thought that was an odd thing to watch somebody on their wedding night because that's the last thing you want on your wedding night is a clean sheet. Well, we get a clean sheet for you, big man. Good shagging. There you go. <laughs> Crack on. You, you, you want a sheet that the, that the maid is disgusted in when she comes to the room the next day. Christ almighty, what would disgust a maid? <laughs> that's a good point. I, 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 what have I, you been doing in hotels? I, I don't want to ask Craig Fowler that. Nah. Okay. No. <laughs> Let me oh. rephrase that then. Why don't you put the black light on it and then it just blinds you? Aye, the maid comes in with the black light. <laughs> it's, it's do these a- actually need cleaned? Oh, fuck, aye, they do actually, aye. Yeah, yeah. Margaret. 
didn't he listen to Alan Archibald? Margaret, get the gloves. <laughs> Maybe Alan Archibald used to work in hotels. And that's why <laughs> he's just trying to de-escalate things to, to, to help with his... Uh, <laughs> Right, that'll do us for now. Like I said, if you'd like to hear more, head over to patreon.com forward slash terrace podcast where we're going to continue with this list, uh, I think until completion as well, because we've only, like I said, we've only got about 15 more to go. Sound. So plenty of hilarity to come up on that as well. And yeah, if you'd like to get in touch with us, the best way to do so is on Twitter at Terrace Podcast. Sean, say goodbye. Goodbye. Rob, say goodbye. Goodbye. And for me, Craig Fowler, for the weekend, I hope you enjoy your football. I'll say that in a while. Podcast Network.